Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey Susie. What's up this week? Oh my goodness. Well, it's episode 401 and we have you back. That's the important part. You are back from your adventure last week in moving and we got that fabulous segment you left for me and I wrote it. That worked out really well. So I'm but but there is nothing that compares to having you here in person. That's just the way it is. So today, what are we talking about? Well, before we talk about today's topic, I want to go back about my topic last week. Okay. Which was the Pride Plus Groom Shampoo. I neglected to make an important criticism. If you want to read all about it, I wrote up my criticism and put it on the Facebook page. So, you know, the Facebook page and the podcast are kind of interactive. So that's a good way for me to kind of clean up when I, you know, like this happens to me a lot. I finish the podcast and I say, oh shit, I forgot to say da-da-da, which had been going through my mind for two days. Anyway, that product, their list of ingredients is super complete. One of the most transparent, complete ingredient lists I've ever seen. And they do the one thing that I dislike the most which is they mix the aloe vera juice powder in with the shampoo water, and then they list aloe vera juice as being the first solid ingredient after the water. And that's just so bogus. That's so deceiving. It's deceitful. And it it pisses me off, and I'm sure that somebody encouraged the owners to do it that way because this is for the conditioner because the conditioner starts right out with very chemical sounding ingredients, behandromonium chloride, da, da, da. This is just masks that, and it makes it appear that there's more of a botanical than there is of a chemical, right? And it's a cheat. It's a cheat. Yeah, it's a cheat and it's misleading. Okay. Yeah, because we know about aloe vera. Okay, so anyway, that's what I wrote up about on the Facebook page, and you're welcome to go check it out. And I'm now ready to move. But speaking of moving, boy, is it a task to unload, unclear out my grooming shop of 46 freaking years not only is there a lot of stuff but it's really hard for me to be there because everything has a memory (laughs) even stuff that I'm just throwing away oh I remember when I liked that shampoo (laughs) I mean I have shampoo that's like 10 years old in the cupboard like 
Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even give it away. Oh, I bet. And it's filthy behind all of those cupboards. And just bring in the pressure washer and spray it down. Yeah, well, we're using the steam cleaner. Good enough. My friend Miranda is a big help with the cleaning. I can't do that much. Yeah. I can't even be there longer than three hours because I just collapse. It's physically hard. We pulled up the fatigue padding. It's a concrete. Yuck, yuck, yuck. It's just so daunting. So anyway, moving along, (laughs) it's happening. I'm just trying to schedule a little bit. My landlord's being patient with me because he's an old man with too much stuff in his shop. (laughs) We appreciate (laughs) him for that. So this week's podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Precision Sharp, Groomore, and Stasco. And you guys, through our donation button and our Patreon button at the website, thegroompod.com. This week, we're going to talk about what is the more critical choice, the shampoo or the conditioner? And our curator of ingredients, Miss Barbara Bird, is going to talk to us about detox shampoos. So this week, what's new is brought to you by Groomore Software. If you haven't found Groomore, you're missing out. Groomore is an all-in-one software solution for your grooming business. Whether you are a solo mobile groomer or manage several shops, Groomore has everything you need. 24-hour online booking and forms, routing, credit card processing, reminders, Google Calendar and QuickBooks integration, and so much more. And the best customer service anywhere. Shop mobile or house call, Groomore has you covered. And they're giving us a free month. Just enter GroomPod22 in the coupon code. Look out, here it comes. It's your mobile moment. I love my life. I love every single day and every challenge and every bit of it. And I so enjoy being a mobile groomer. And that's what I'm going to talk about at the show season tent sale. And you might hear this story if you're coming to the show season tent sale, because this is just a day in the life. And so... I found out that I get to be the lunchtime speaker. I'm happy about that. So I'm just going to tell some fun stories and give you some great tips and tales about mobile grooming. But here's what happened to me this week. I was at one of my assisted livings that I have to walk way in to get the dog and way back out. And every other time, he brings the dog out to the parking lot I'm in. And then the other time, I go in and do the nail trim on his cat. Well, I'm grooming the dog out in the parking lot and it's just getting dark. I call him and let him know that the dog is finished, but I've got like five to seven minutes to kill before he gets out to the trailer. And it's a perfect opportunity for me to do a little cleaning. And I'm going to describe what my bathtub looks like. It's a framed in plywood bathtub and it goes the entire width of the back of my trailer. So it's very wide and It's raked towards the drain so that I can use my bathing beauty appropriately. And my drain in particular, I do not have a gray water tank. My drain is probably two inches, maybe an inch and a half around the pipe that goes down. And it goes straight down through a bypass valve and onto the ground because I'm rural. And the top of the drain goes in through the plywood somehow, but I can't see any of that. I don't really know what's going on with any of that. Then there's a straight pipe, and then there's a wider spot where my gigantic two-inch plug goes in. 
So I needed to clean it, right? So I'm like, oh, well, I'll just I'll clean my bathtub. So I sprayed it down and I scrubbed. I have a toilet brush from the dollar store that I do my scrubbing with. And I'm scrubbing and I'm scrubbing and I'm scrubbing. And I thought, well, I better get that drain. So I took the dollar store brush and I circled the exterior of the drain. And I usually just kind of put it in there a little bit. Well, I thought hmm, I'm going to clean a little bit farther down. So I went, oh, yeah, it fits really well. And then all of a sudden it went, bah, and all of the tension went away because apparently there's a wider spot underneath the pipe. So the pipe comes down at an inch and a half, and then it gets wide before it goes into the overflow valve. I just got to pull it out, right? Well, I can't get it back out. I can't get it out. I can't get it out. And I'm panicked. So I run a little bit of water and it doesn't drain like it's blocked. And there's a handle that sticks up too far. So I can't plug the drain off. And I'm freaking out a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got to figure out a way to make the brushes reverse because it just won't reverse. So I climb into the bathtub and I'm standing over it and I'm trying to pull and I'm trying to pull and I break the handle off and fall backwards and land on my butt in the bathtub. (laughs) Luckily, it only broke the top of the handle off. So I've still got like four and a half, five inches of handle. So my client shows up and I'm panicked. My eyes are huge. I'm thinking... The trailer's from 2006. I have never taken apart the plumbing because it's glued PVC pipes. He glued all of the connection points, so I can't really disassemble it, nor would I really have a need to disassemble it unless I get a brush stuck in there, a toilet brush from the dollar store. So he comes over and he looks in there and we have a rather extensive discussion about what options I might try. And he comes over with his manly self and tries to pull it out and he can't get it out either. So he goes away and I struggle for another five minutes and I'm starting to feel my blood pressure going up and my hands are starting to sweat. And I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to do? I've got dogs tomorrow. If I can't get this out, oh, brilliant idea. I'll cut the bristles off the brush. I think I can cut the bristles off the brush. Well, no, I can't cut the bristles off the brush because my scissors only get the bristles at about the very tip. And where will they go, right? Will they end up on top of the bypass valve and then I'm going to have to find some way to vacuum them out of my drain? I said, that's probably not a good idea. But here's the thing. I'm getting so frustrated and so panicked. I decided I would just drive home and leave it for the morning. Now, the logical thing to do would be to let the engineer husband know that I have this issue going, but he'll have to draw out plans and make a new tool and bring in lighting and all of this stuff. I don't want to deal with that. And besides, I want to fix it myself. I want to fix it myself. This is stupid. It's a brush. Why won't it come back out? It went in, right? Logically speaking, if it goes in, it should come back out. Maybe what I'll do is I'll put a lubricant in there. This is before I left the parking lot. Maybe I'll just figure a lubricant. And then I thought, well, what do I have? Well, I have clipper oil. I could put clipper oil in there. So I put a little clipper oil. I tried to spin it, thinking that I would lube it up that way. That stuff did not work. It kind of just froze in there. And then I thought, wait a minute. I have the max. I'll put the max into my drain around my brush (laughs) and see if I can't get it out that way. 
So I put a nice line around the top of the brush as best as I could drop it in there. And then I thought I'll leave it till tomorrow because the silicones are going to attach to the brush and I'll be able to just spin that bad boy out of there in the morning. And then perhaps if I get an icing spreader, like right. a, a, one of those really long, skinny, flexible and maybe I can shove that in there and get enough of the bristles to come out that I won't have to tell my husband and have him come and help me out and get it out of there because I know he's going to pull so hard that he'll probably pull the plumbing apart and then I'll be really screwed. I don't want to do that. So I wake up in the morning panicked <laughs> because I remember I have no way to use my bathing beauty. I can't drain the bathtub. This is really a nightmare. So I very quietly go into the kitchen and I remove two icing spatulas and two other kind of flimsy spatulas that I have in there and I think thinking this is going to work right all I need to do is get the bristles pushed down so that I can get them up past the collar and out the uh, drain pipe nope can't get the icing spreaders in there they won't go around the uh, shape of the round tube and they're too big so I'm defeated and I stand out there for a few minutes but now I can spin it really easily because the silicones work their way in from the max and I can definitely spin it. And I thought if I get vice grips and I grab it really down close into the hole where I'm closer to the head and then I take a screwdriver and I try to push the bristles down while I'm turning and pulling up while I'm standing in my bathtub, maybe I can get it out. So I open the garage door very quietly, go into the toolboxes, trying to find the right tools. And I get like two pretty good long screwdrivers that I'm sure will reach in there that I can massage around. And then I'll try to work with my one hand and the two screwdrivers crammed in there and see if I can get enough bristles up. So I get back in the bathtub. Now I've been in and out in the bathtub so many times I can't count at this point. Climb back in the bathtub, which is boob high for me. So it's like mounting the horse every time I step into the bathtub. And I put a little bit more of the max in there. I position myself on top. I spin it around a little bit. I get the vice grips. I grab onto it. Nothing is giving way. I think maybe it's spinning easier and maybe I got it a little bit up. So I start to get angry, which is rare for me. And I take the screwdriver and I start chopping away as if I'm taking an ice pick to a block of ice. And I'm chopping at the bristles. And all of a sudden it lets go and I pull it out and I'm like, yes! <laughs> if you can't deal with that kind of stuff, though, definitely don't become a mobile groomer. I never expected it. Here I am trying to clean my drain pipe and I'm just panicked for the whole night. Go to sleep, wake up panicked. And it was the worst 12 hours I've had in quite a while <laughs> trying to figure out how to get this brush out. This is what Hanvey talks about. Who buys the mobile grooming units? Usually women who have no experience, have no knowledge of what makes what work in a vehicle, much less the additional plumbing and everything like what you have. And they can't problem solve for shit. And so don't. And they don't maintain well. And then uh, shit happens and they don't know what to do. And they end up paying thousands of dollars for repairs and stuff. Or you learn. Yeah, or you learn. There ought to be a course available. 
Maybe I'll talk to Ashley. Ashley Handy <laughs> should be a good one because she does a lot of the troubleshooting in the vans that come into the factory uh, needing repair. So, of course, they required before you are delivered your unit because mobile grooming isn't for sissies. It is not. It isn't for the mentally paralyzed. <laughs> well, I'm going to post a picture of the infamous dollar store brush, and I'm going to make it look like the spoon from Toy Story. <laughs> little eyes and a smile on it. This thing is so mangled. I cannot imagine how I've ever used it to get down into that hole, but I've used it for like a very long time, which is probably why the initial handle broke off and dumped me on my ass, <laughs> which if I had a camera in my rig, somebody would be laughing hysterically at that one. <laughs> oh, uh, so today, after we're done here, yeah. I have a dog that has the most difficult nail trim I think I've ever done. It's a Pomeranian, and I cannot keep a grooming loop on his neck, and I can't keep a muzzle on his face. Oh. And he is so PTSD'd from people wrestling with him yeah. that I can do absolutely everything right up to the nail trim, but the minute I go towards his feet... The whole rest of the groom is shot. I I cannot even get him off the table. I'm so frustrated with this dog, and it belongs to a lovely woman who is now on her second biter. The first one was a chow mix, and they ended up having to put that dog to sleep. And now she picked up this dog. I looked at a picture of it at the shelter, and I saw, oh, it's a palm mix. It's a little bigger, so good for her because she likes to walk. But that'll be a perfect dog because you just don't find this kind of behavior often. Last time I did the dog, I sent it home without doing the nails. And I asked her to take the dog to the vet and have the nails done because I can do everything else. So why should I be the bad guy for that that's one little item when she can just... I feel too yeah. sometimes. I just let... I probably learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried to do the dog. They couldn't. With professional restraint experts, the techs, they could not do the nail trim the first time they went in. So they had a conversation. They decided to ace the dog or something of that nature. I don't know what they chose. They might have even just chose trazodone. They tried to do it again. They couldn't do it. They ended up anesthetizing the dog, knocking it out with gas to do the dog's nail trim at 200 bucks. I've come to the conclusion that maybe she's just going to need to have the dog knocked out and have the dog's nails done twice a year or something like that. It's not like the dog's nails were curling around. It does grow kind of flat nails, so it probably does put some pressure on the dog's toes. Instead of curling, they kind of grow extended. But I don't know how to get past this one. I've tried everything with this dog. The, here's my only thought. Can you tell me what you think about this? He gets the muzzle off by using his front feet. If we put the muzzle on in the car before she gets out of the car, because she has to drive an hour to get to me anyway, if she puts the muzzle on and is holding the dog so that the feet can't get to the muzzle, I might be able to do the nails while she's holding the dog. The risk is that the dog will be next to her face 
And if the muzzle does come off, then that could turn into a bad situation. So I don't know where to go with this one. I'm so stumped. And I'll wrap it in the towel, kind of hood it. You know what I'm saying? Put a towel over the head um, because then it can't focus on where it's going to bite. I had the biker cat that Randy the biker would bring in that that was partially blind and freaked out about her nails. And he used to just like hold her against his chest and put a towel over the front of her. And then I'd just pull out a leg and do the nail real quick. The good news is that I'm real fast. And so it's over with him. Then he just switched sides and we do like that. And we were sitting side by side in the chairs. The scariest part was whether I was going to touch his parts. <laughs> <laughs> I totally got a, a boob feel yesterday. I grabbed a lady's boob while I was trying to do a figgy's nail trim. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, Jessica. She said, don't worry, there's a lot of padding. <laughs> I know. Here's this big leather-bound biker guy with his little weenie pissed-off chihuahua. And I'm worried about I'm going to touch his genitals by accident because I'm digging around for that back leg. Excuse excuse me in advance. I'm also wondering, do I do it first or do I do it last? Last. I I think last is probably the best solution. Yeah, because you you do it first, that's all you'll be able to do. Right. Because then they just, like, hold a grudge for uh, days. This dog doesn't just try to get you when you touch his feet. After you've touched his feet, he goes after you. Yeah, well, then clearly you have to do that last or do it separately, a separate visit for the nails now thinking about getting into his head if we go through the whole grooming process and i don't do it don't do anything then she comes into the trailer she is not going to be able to muzzle him at that point because by then his defenses are up so if we put a towel on him he's a fairly large pomeranian mix i don't know there might be terrier in there he has a pretty big muzzle he'll bite right through a, a towel Maybe I put gloves on her? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I used to have these animal handling gloves that I would give to owners that were helping me with their cats. I would have my gloves that were fingerless gloves, and then I would have their gloves that were like big welder gloves. And I would say, you just have to do what I say, and I say, put on the gloves. <laughs> When I say put on the gloves, you put them on, you know, and I would just wait. (laughs) I would just wait for that twitchiness to start to happen. I'd say, glove up. (laughs) Using heavy leather gloves has saved me a number of times with cats. Well, this is all food for thought. My frustration is I can't retrain the dog because I can't get anywhere near a rapport with him if I'm then trying to do his nails at the end of the groom. I just don't know how to how to work this one. Well, you definitely are not going to get a rapport with him if you try to do the nails before the groom. Well, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know what? I, I would try CBD oil that she administers before she brings him. And if that's not powerful enough, and it probably won't be, I would get some trazodone from the vet 
prescribed to give the dog ahead of the appointment because that really can reduce the anxiety level because it's an anxiety issue. It's a it's an anxiety attack thing that they have. If you can get through a couple of times without a whole load of anxiety, you can back off of that medication over a period of months after you you show him that it's not such a big deal because as long as he's making a huge deal out of it, you can't show him that it's not a big deal. Exactly. I just want to put the muzzle on and teach him that I'm not going to hurt him when I touch his feet so that eventually we can get past that. But I just can't get that freaking muzzle to stay on the dog. So I'm always then projecting a little anxiety. Do you have any cat muzzles? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tried that. A mask muzzle that covers the eyes as well as the nose. And he can bite right through that, though. He'll bite right through that thing. He is such an attack dog for such a little dog. There's trauma. I'm thinking more like a basket muzzle. Defending his life. Yes, and I don't want to add to that. No. I, I just don't know where to go with this. Anyway, so I just needed to vent that. Get him high and make him laugh about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm getting super excited and really prepared for the tent sale. I'm getting all my stuff together. It's going to be so much fun. Plus, I get to spend time with you, and I get to see all of our lovely listeners, and I'm the lunchtime entertainment. It's a perfect setup for somebody who doesn't want to do a whole ton of work on a PowerPoint. And I get 90 minutes to squeeze in all of my stuff about what is good and what is bad ingredients. So I'm excited, too. I love this presentation, and I'm going to make it special for uh, the 10th sale. I'm, I'm excited. Excellent. Hey there, groomers. I'd like to invite you to join Barbara and I at the Grooming Sales Event of the Year. The show season 10th sale is back. Meet us in Tucker, Georgia on March 7th, that's the day before groomed, for a day jam-packed with exciting giveaways, expert-led workshops, incredible networking, free food, and massive deals on grooming essentials from show season and Groomer's Mall. Everything from shampoos and conditioners, cologne, shears, smocks, clippers, and more will be on sale, but you have to attend in person to unleash the savings. This is your chance to stock up for your salon, learn new skills to help your business thrive, and win free gifts upon entry, and have an unforgettable time mixing and mingling with other groomers who are just as passionate about pet care as you are. Show Season will be offering their biggest discounts of the year, including their popular buy three, get the fourth free deal on all gallons. If you're ready to sniff out the savings, lap up some learning, and have a barktastic time, Get registered for free today. The 2024 Tent Sale registration link can be found in the GroomPod discussion group on Facebook. You can also find more information by following Show Season Animal Products on Facebook or sending an email to marketing at showseasongrooming.com. Can't wait to see you on March 7th at the Show Season Tent Sale. (laughs) 
Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. We came up with this topic this morning when uh, we were planning for the show, and it is, what choice is more critical, the shampoo or the conditioner? And I came up with this. It's like a tennis game. It's like serving the ball in tennis, where the shampoo's the setup, and the conditioner is the follow-through. Or anyway, that's what I think about it. So, Barbara, let's get your thoughts. I am of the mind that the conditioner is really the more critical component of the preparation process. And and we always talk about shampoos as though there are no conditioners, but the industry is now full of conditioners, just like what happened in the human industry, maybe even more. Everything has a shampoo with a matching conditioner now. And um, that's a good thing because it's the conditioner that really prepares the hair and protects the hair during the grooming process. The shampoo is basically, it takes away the dirt. It lifts and removes and holds in suspension and drains it down the drain. But in the course of a five to 10 minute shampoo, you're not going to have enough time for anything else to really happen with the hair, unless you have a really fancy top end human shampoo, maybe. But The conditioner is the one that coats and seals the hair cuticle and makes the hair easier to brush and comb, makes it not take on water and get frizzy. You know, the conditioner does really more things to the hair than the shampoo does. It makes it shiny and it makes it soft or not. Or not, yeah. And sometimes it makes it too soft for me because I like to scissor trim and and I sometimes the hair doesn't have enough body because it's been softened, but owners love soft. It's true. (laughs) And I do too, because when my Maltese come back from being bathed, I just love touching their coat and feeling it and feeling the softness of it and putting them up to my face and catching the fragrance and all of that that comes from the conditioner and it seems to have the more lasting effect because cleaning is very good for the moment right you get the hair clean you get it all set up to receive the conditioning products but really what's going to be the thing that you're feeling two three five days five weeks later is how the hair is as far as being protected and the damage being taken care of. They sort of tend to market shampoos as though they're long lasting and everything, but it's really the conditioner that makes the condition of the coat last longer. It's the conditioner that prevents dirt to accumulate for a while. As long as the conditioner is kind of Coating the hairs, which can be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks, depending on your conditioner, you're preventing other things from clinging to the hair. So that keeps your dog cleaner longer. 
the shampoo doesn't really do that. And when the shampoo contains oils like coconut oil or argan oil or any of those oils, oils actually attract dirt. I always wondered that. I think so. <laughs> but it's the quaternary ammonium compounds, the quats, the baharoni, betramonium chloride that clings to the hair is substantive to the hair that makes conditioner hang on, hang in there, stay in there. Also, it holds fragrance. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> also, it holds fragrance through a recirculating system. One of the shortcomings of a recirculating system, and I swear by them, is that they dilute the shampoo so much that the fragrance isn't that perceptible. It's subtle. Well, that can be a good thing depending on your customer, but the conditioner is going to uh, deposit the fragrance into the skin. You're not going to be able to just rinse everything off. Not to mention how fantastic conditioners are through the bathing beauty. So I, as a mobile groomer, I hated conditioning. I feared conditioning. I stayed away from it because I thought it's going to use up my very precious water and then it's going to be hard to rinse out. And I don't know that I'll be able to because I don't have the water pressure that people have in a shop. So I was always stressful about that. But in the last 15 years, they've come up with such better options for conditioning, not the old stuff, but the new stuff that now I condition almost every dog. Actually, I do condition every dog. Sometimes I do it with a spray on, but more often than not these days, since I have such a great arsenal of different conditioners that don't add drying time and don't add rinsing time, I do condition almost every dog with a rinse through. Thank you, Best Shot. <laughs> yeah, Best Well, but why are we thanking Best Shot? Because Best Shot has defended the use of silicones in their products for deshedding and restoring coats more than any other uh, company. Who would think that they would save my ass by having a silicone in a bottle that I could put around my brush that was stuck in my drain? I mean, silicones <laughs> are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, but they, they are definitely the bandwagon raisers for the silicones. And I'm so happy that they pursued because they really put out some great conditioners. So that's, a, that's another topic that perhaps we take up again. And that's silicones or no silicones. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I have that. <laughs> How much credibility do I lose by loving silicones? I don't know. I hope I don't lose too much because I really respect the value that they bring to the party. And it seems like conditioners have more effect on things like skin problems than the shampoo would. Like you always say. Yeah, I know. And that's what I try to tell the veterinary companies. Come on. It was, there was a time when groomers didn't use conditioners. Then it made sense to put your active medicated ingredient in a shampoo. But that no longer makes sense because the shampoo, you're just rinsing it off and it's 
designed to lift and hold particles and molecules within it and then flush them down the drain. Um, and in order to make the, sh the medicated shampoo work, you need to leave it on for what, 10 minutes, mostly 10 to 15 minutes in order for it to penetrate the outer surface of the skin. It has no value to, to the hair to do that. And actually when you're leaving the shampoo main ingredients contacting the skin for that long, you're risking shampoo irritation reaction. So that's old. <laughs> medicated shampoos are gonna be more effective if we do medicated conditioners. And there's some good ones. Yeah, and Show Season knows that. Show Season has Soothe Shampoo accompanied by Soothe Conditioner. Yeah, and it's a great product, that one is. I oftentimes will follow a vet shampoo as long as it's in the same family of ingredients of active ingredients, like for instance, a chlorhexidine shampoo, then I'll follow it with Soothe. And I know I'm feeling really good about it because it's doing the work that's not getting done in that shampoo. Duoxo is a perfect example. They have moved past putting the ingredients in the shampoo. They do have a shampoo, but they realize you've got to wash the dog before you use it. And then they follow up with a mousse that can be applied afterwards so that it continues to be effective during the time between when you're shampooing the dog. So they are changing their impressions on that. Right. Duoxo is a forward-seeking company. Yay. <laughs> The other conditioner that we like, you and I both like, is the uh, Stazco oatmeal conditioner. And there again, the oatmeal is going to be more effective if it's done after the bath than if it's done before or during the bath. Yeah. What the oatmeal does in the shampoo is that it kind of prevents irritation. It offers moisturization and prevents irritation. But to actually do a lot of soothing and kind of skin restoration, you need to leave the oatmeal on there for a while. And that's why you want to use it as a conditioner and or the conditioning Stazco oatmeal conditioning spray. Layer that stuff on. So the other thing that I find is really effective in conditioners is odor control. And specifically, if you've washed the dog and you still have a little bit of that smell that's kind of underneath the ears or something, if you follow it up with a good conditioner, for instance, the best shot, one shot shampoo and conditioner combination and then the spray afterwards, without the conditioner and the spray, you can still sometimes smell a little bit of the dog but if you use all three odor is gone it's just amazing and that uses some new technologies that's the new deal the new deal and they're copying best shots system the new deal is to offer a shampoo a conditioner and a spray and we're going to run into that when i talk in a minute about detox shampoos that's what's beginning to happen. And it's definitely, you see there again, there's an active ingredient in that shampoo that is a odor capturing ingredient. 
So you want to use it with a shampoo, but also layer it with the conditioner and have it available to spray at home or in between or whatever. If you have a dog that just has a tendency to smell, that's a good thing to do. And another thing, if you're really poor and you can't afford that, <laughs> you can spray a solution of white vinegar or apple cider vinegar and water. And the acidity of the vinegar will help to uh, destroy bacteria. Odor is often bacteria caused. And so sometimes if you acidify or do a vinegar rinse or a vinegar spray down in between, when you have a really odorous dog like, oh, a Labrador, they can get kind of greasy and smelly. And the truth is their natural pH is more high, more alkaline than some other breeds. And that lends itself to bacteria and odor, a more alkaline body pH. Oh, well, there's lots of things I can talk about on that. This concept of detox shampoos is exciting. So why don't we take a break and then let the curator of ingredients teach us about detox shampoos. How do you like my new title? I think it's spectacular. Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. We want to welcome Randy and Cheryl Lowe from Precision Sharp and invite you to check out their website where you can see their newest precise cut shear called Lynx. It's a patented design featuring a thumb ring that slides the length of the handle for perfect ergonomic placement of your thumb. Slide it and lock it into position to get your best groom on. Check it out at precisionsharp.com. Groomers, take your seats. It's time for Bee Bird's Classroom. So detox shampoos are a thing? Is this new? Well, not totally, because we have had iGroom charcoal and keratin shampoo for several years now, and that's a detox shampoo. What's the difference between detox and deodorize? Yeah, what is? I don't think <laughs> I don't think that much difference. And I actually think that cleansing the dog, shampooing, should lift and remove toxins and odor. Right. You know, like come on. Come on. Do we really need detox shampoo? Well, the whole idea, it comes from 
the health segment where detoxification uh, implies there's something wrong <laughs> that needs to be corrected and you need this to detoxify it. It's sort of like go to the priest for confession and be re-blessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I need detoxing, I think. <laughs> My mind, it's naughty. <laughs> I, I admit it. <laughs> so in a way you could say it's a fad. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of a fad because it just fitting in with the mentality of the moment, right? Sure. That's what I think. But I decided to take it seriously and look at a few so-called um, detox shampoos and found that most of them use an activated charcoal. So what is activated charcoal versus charcoal? It's something that goes in aquarium filters. Yes, it does, because it's been treated so that it's very porous and the pores can trap chemicals. Ah. Um, and it typically activated charcoal is something that you use to treat for some swallowed poisons, right? It soaks up gas. Okay, so it detoxifies their tummy. Activated charcoal absorbs gases and poisons uh, in the body and and helps move it along. So does white bread. But um, we can't have that in shampoos. <laughs> this white bread shampoo, no, it's the wrong color. <laughs> um, activated charcoal has become a substance that's used in shampoos that are called detoxifying shampoo. And one of the first to do it on a big basis was iGroom. And their charcoal plus keratin shampoo became shampoo of the year. You remember when it was product of the year and the, the Barclay Honors the first year it was out, it just like flew off the shelves. I do remember when that came out. And you might remember that I took a look at it. There was a lot of things that I liked about the original I groomed charcoal curtain shampoo. What I didn't like was that it was made with a really mild surfactant complex that didn't hold up well in the bathing beauty recirculating system. It couldn't stand that much dilution. I recall you were using it direct. Yeah, we would use it direct and it was great. And some of these detoxifying shampoos want you to use them direct. But nonetheless, let's just look at today's lineup of eye groom charcoal and keratin sh shampoo and charcoal is number 19 of 23 ingredients. What does that tell you, Susie? It's kind of far down on the list. There ain't very much charcoal in there. How effective can it be? Yeah. So 
charcoal works by the molecules have to actually capture the toxins. So if you've got like five molecules of charcoal in a tablespoon of shampoo, how much toxins can that lift? And how are they going to move all that around the coat to get it? It just doesn't make much sense. For the most part, activated charcoal, even though it's been treated, uh, it's like passed through a gas to make it more porous. That's what activation is for charcoal. It's just like treating it with gas so that it's that's funny because it treats gas yes i'm <laughs> activated it has to be gas <laughs> that blows my mind <laughs> it's really used more as a claims ingredient which we know is an ingredient which is present in the a small amount that's enough that you can use the claims of that substance, which is detoxification and deodorization. Are there other detoxing shampoos coming out? Yeah, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some, but what I wanted to say one more thing about iGroom is that they now have a matching charcoal keratin conditioner. They didn't have one in, in the beginning in the old days. But they've got one now, so that just goes to show you the demand for conditioners has changed a lot in the last 10 years. Now groomers are asking, what conditioner do you use? Well, that's easy. We have the detoxifying. Yeah, we got it. So, yes, there are others. And um, Artero has a detox and it's a repairing and anti-pollution shampoo for cats and dogs. They're kind of emphasizing that it's good for dogs that live in a, a metropolitan city pollution kind of uh, environment, right? So it's, it's good for city pets. <laughs> they make a deal out of that. And I couldn't find a full ingredient list for the Artero. They say it's antitoxin, anti-pollution, and degreasing effect makes it an ideal shampoo for city pets. <laughs> city pet, country pet. <laughs> I love marketing. I love it. I, lo I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, see, because we think of air pollution as toxins that get in the hair. Well, how about smokers huh yeah that's toxic see we run into smoker coat more often than we run into a like smog coat right especially cats cat hair being so fine and being porous it really picks up smoke odor so one of the things that uh, these detox shampoos ought to be marketing is that it removes smoke odor. Come on, people, use your head. Well, that's asking a lot. Is the shampoo actually charcoal colored? Uh, the Artero shampoo is in a bottle that, let's say the gallon bottle, it looks very dark. 
except for the top one eighth of the shampoo that's above the wraparound label. And that's three shades lighter. So it's kind of like the blacker the shampoo, the more charcoal in it. Yes, I, that's the impression. But it seems to me, I haven't had a gallon in my hands, but it looks to me like they use colored paper in their wraparound label that um, makes a, a darker impression. Okay. That's funny. And some places just use black bottles. You know what black bottles signify? Top end. Oh, I was going to make that comment about the Pride Plus Groom shampoos and, and products. They're in black bottles. That's marketing for uh, formality and luxury black Cadillac. Yeah, a tuxedo. Black tuxedo, uh, black tie. Yeah. That's why black bottles are often used to connect the product to uh, top shelf fancy the feeling of luxury formal the feel of luxury yep okay well i go on but anyway yes there are other so artero detox i couldn't find all ingredients and i was disappointed because they often are very disclosing they've been disclosing a lot of information lately but this is a new shampoo and all they're telling us is that it's got charcoal and propylene glycol, which is super moisturizing in it. Is charcoal drying? I don't think it's really drying. Okay. It's not there to remove lipids. It just removes excess sebum. Um, it shouldn't dry out. I mean, I, I suppose if you double-dosed it, it might. It, especially not when you look at it being um the the uh, eye groom conditioner it charcoal powder is number 15 of 16 ingredients you can't get any less (laughs) (laughs) that that's just a pinch people so um how about botanica botanica has a fresh me up shampoo that's marketed as an odor eliminator with um, charcoal. So it's the Botanica that has the dark bottle that looks like it could be part of the label. I take it back. Excuse me, Artero. (laughs) That goes with the Botanica. Um, I couldn't find any ingredient information. So I've requested an ingredient rundown, but we'll see if I get that. So let's just move on. If you're not going to give me ingredients, I'm not going to be able to say shit about your product. And that's the whole uh, reason for not telling me about your ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want the the freaking ingredient police like Barbara Bird (laughs) on them. I'm not the ingredient police. I'm the ingredient curator yes and that means that i'm well balanced i'm gonna give you a balanced view of things with a little bit of sarcasm and hostility so uh <laughs> just a peppering susie hydra has 
for vegan detox purifying products in a bundle. Four. Oh. It includes a pre-shampoo detox purifying mud, a regular shampoo, a conditioner, and then Hydra Vegan Detox Cologne. Ha! Detox Cologne. Now, there's an interesting concept. Their Detox Cologne consists of a gentle and refreshing fragrance with bright notes of citrus and bamboo, gentle lavender and orange blossom, warm honey and cedar. Doesn't that sound yummy? Yes. That sounds yummy. Okay, Hydra, send me some of that <laughs> purified box cologne and I'll just use it on myself. And the only place that I can find activated charcoal is in their purifying mud. What is charcoal anyway? It's burnt shit. Right. It's carbon. <laughs> it can't even be from petroleum, but we don't want to mention that because it'll freak everybody out. Usually these days, activated charcoal is from bamboo or from wood. And that's this is one of the reasons why Hydra has bamboo in their fragrance. And here's a funny thing I ran into with Hydra. I couldn't find the ingredients to the Hydra Vegan Detox shampoo because on Cherry Brook, they've got the conditioner ingredients listed with the shampoo as well as with the conditioner. How can they be so blind not to pick that up? It really gripes me that these people, these companies don't do any proofreading of their marketing information. Yeah, no kidding. I saw uh, provides moisture on one of these labels. That moisture was spelled M-O-I-S-T-E-R. Moisture. Proofreading. I mean, I, I saw it immediately. Why didn't they see it? They're just letting their typists type it out, and they're not running it by any of intelligence. I could do that for these companies. $500, I'll clean up any errors in your marketing language or spelling errors. You know, no kidding. You heard it here first, folks. If you're friends with the shampoo companies and you can let them know, Barbara will proofread their stuff for $500. I don't want to become a professional proofreader and that's all I do because that's kind of what Chris Christensen wanted me to do after they took me off the speaker thing because because we won't go there. <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't anything I did. It was just who I was. Because of how I scared too many vendors with my confrontation about ingredients. So anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting, having a whole four-product bundle of detox uh, products available from Hydra. And um, I would like to try the mud, but you can achieve the same thing with clay. The, there is a company that does the the mud shampoos. Those things are purifying. Just all of them are because they're using clays. 
and clays will also absorb toxins and odor and all of that kind of stuff. So I also found a new shampoo, new to me, called Kin Kind, K-I-N-K-I-N-D, Kin Kind, Charcoal Natural Dog Shampoo. Yeah. It's a soap. Oh. It's a soap. It's a soap? It's a soap. And it does the aloe thing. So instead of just saying water and then ingredients, it says organic aloe water. Strike two. <laughs> yeah, then it says saponified organic olive oil, saponified organic coconut oil, activated charcoal. At least it's got activated charcoal up there in the list. And the other thing that it does that I like, even though it's a soap that I don't like, is that it says saponified organic olive oil, parentheses, sodium olivate, because actually that is the ingredient. Sodium olivate, sodium cocoate, you know, and then it's got an essential oil that's fun, wood. They got the hoe. Never heard of it. They get the they got the hoe going there. You know, like you really want to use hoe oil? Well, there you go. Depends on your business, but yes. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on your business. And a patchouli. Hoe wood. <laughs> patchouli. Yeah. So hippie fi. Just in case it didn't look natural enough with with the uh, saponified things. They got soap bark in there. Ay, ay, ay. Ha! <laughs> All the stuff people will put in their shampoos. Yeah, well, there's probably just a pinch of that. So that, that's kind of our lineup. That's what I went over today to talk to you about detoxifying shampoos. And um, shampoos with clay would do the same thing. And activated charcoal is not bad. But there's rarely enough of it. And when you use activated charcoal, you have to have an ingredient that keeps the charcoal uniformly distributed throughout the product for the product's life, right? Will it deposit color? No, they never. There's not enough in there. There's not enough in there. But you know, like you've got to think about washing the activated charcoal out. And they almost all emphasize rinse thoroughly and that's because the activated charcoal can actually because it's little teeny weeny particles can get caught up especially if the coat is porous like undercoat is very porous so you could get graying there's not enough charcoal in these products to turn the coat black but it could cause graying if you had enough that's why they use just a pinch, so they can make the claim. But what's doing the job? The surfactants. Of course. Um, I would like to try that mud stuff, though. I think that sounds good. I want to try that cologne, too. I want to try the vegan detox cologne. All right. It sounds yummy. So if you hear me, 
Hydra, send me some of that. <laughs> and I'll talk nice about it, I promise. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap this one up. Hey, let's do it. Put it in a box and ship it out. Okay, remember to come see us at the tent sale, but if you're going to do that, you need to register at show season or on the Groom Pod discussion group that's pinned to the top. Thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Thank you, sponsors. Remember to tell them that you appreciate that they support us as well. And thanks for being here. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Take care of yourselves because we love you. Bye. Bye.